for TV. Oh, welcome back to Too Hot for TV, the for this week only Doctor Who commentary podcast. Uh, my name is Joe Ford. Hello, I've been around these parts quite a bit lately, uh, having a love affair with my two co-hosts today. We've got the the dazzling, the sexy, the charismatic. Look at you both looking hopeful. <laughs> Dylan Reese. Hey, happy Doctor Who anniversary week. <sighs> And we've also got Luke Malloy as well, who just ran up his stairs Ugh. in such a athletic way. Dylan and I came over all funny <laughs> watching him as he went to go and get a beer. I ran downstairs to get a beer because we've got five more parts. <laughs> Scream of the Shouker. No, maybe Episode more two. It's anniversary week. And I'm thinking like, you know, how... I'm watching this hour while we couldn't be further away from this right now, but literally the Underwater Menace is coming out on Blu-ray tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and exactly time, time of the Ronnie soundtrack's coming out soon as well. What a time to be alive. Yeah. And before we know it, Carol Ann Ford will be showing up in the giggle and we'll all be really depressed and think, God, bring back Not Richard me. E. Grant. Have you seen a What if Richard E. Grant's in Wild Blue Yonder? I would love Carol that. Ford's neck. They look like turkey giblets, uh, Nick, doesn't it, now? Oh, she's so old. Oh, I'm not being serious. You can't be nasty to an old woman. You can say she's a shit actor and you don't want to adopt her <laughs> who, but don't insult her physical appearance. <laughs> she, she made a filthy remark the one time I met her in um, in a convention because her pen leaked, and so she, made, she kept making comments about things leaking all over her hands. Oh. And then she looked up at me as if she went, oh, hello. And we'd already introduced ourselves to each other and we're halfway through a conversation. She goes, do you want something signed? My pen's lead. I was like, oh, all right, thanks. Well, you can't think sorry. about that with a kid, can you? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> She'll always be the doctor's granddaughter to me. Well, Lest we not forget, you know, she had one line to get right in Adventure in Space and Time, Dave, your tea's ready. And she couldn't even do that right. So... <laughs> It does not bode well for the 60th anniversary. Sorry if you're listening, Carol. Sorry if you're listening. I like, I like you, Carol. <laughs> I think the odds of Carol and Ford listening to this are quite slim. Yeah, she doesn't know how to use a computer. <laughs> no, actually, do you know why? Because there's a brilliant... Um, oh, sorry, nothing about screaming the shout but never mind. There's a brilliant... Uh, the interview of her online and her technical support comes in on his hands and knees in the back of the room and he thinks he can't be seen a bit and... like yours did before this podcast <laughs> he's always on his hands and knees mate what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> and grateful for it never seen and him leave actually. she's suddenly aware that he's behind her and she goes oh <laughs> it's, a, it's an absolute shambles sorry uh, scream at the shower that's right yeah <laughs> So look, we we weren't in love with part one, but it's a, a, <laughs> an interesting look at what could have been and what was the only Doctor Who in the 40th anniversary year of, of, of our Lord of Doctor Who's. I think you're fine. We said part one was perfectly serviceable. The only thing we weren't in love with was Richard E. Grant. At the risk of sort of getting cancelled, you know, in Rosa where Crasco goes back in time and tries to put humanity on a terrible path. Mm. By getting Rosa Parks to not <laughs> this get is the it. Bus. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine Steph Coburg going back in time and pushing us toward the, the path of web flash animation <laughs> for Doctor Who's <laughs> <Hayes> future. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that Crasco had gone back in time and, and changed things so bad that it, that's what Screaming <laughs> the Schalke universe is. <laughs> so, look, well, shall look, we, uh, we, uh, we go watch episode? Oh, sorry, Dylan, I've totally taken over now. 
Oh, is it your podcast or my podcast? What's what's going on here? <laughs> I'm hosting episode two. Do you mind? You asked me to host this one. I asked you to intro it, I didn't you? Oh, God, oh God, what was released at the time then? Hey, what was released at the time? What was the news at the time? No, it doesn't matter. Right, well, I just so happen to have uh, a copy of Doctor Who magazine here. <laughs> yeah, so I'd like to let you know that uh, at the time we had, uh, oh God, just think of anything in the night. Tomorrow Windows was coming out <laughs> and, uh, and Empire of Death. <laughs> And also, um, Zagreus was out last week. Right, should we go into episode two now? We watch it so you don't Shh. have to. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most cha- chaotic recording we have ever done. <laughs> I'm here for it. This is chaotic. I sort it out in the edit. I sort it no, out in the edit. No, don't. It's more fun this way. <laughs> Come on then, Mr. Host. Count us in. No, the host doesn't count. You count us in. It's my fucking podcast, mate. You count us in. <laughs> Five... <laughs> Four, three, two, one. Come on. Here we go. Now, what do we think of the new title sequence uh, and the new theme tune? Well, the title sequence starts as a John Pertwee adventure, doesn't it? I was very confused. It does indeed. It doesn't. And it's got the McGann logo. It's got the McGann logo. We've got the TARDIS spinning around at the moment. It's all very exciting. We get the face of Richard E. Grant and his glowing eyes. And we get this weird drum and bass remix of the Doctor Who theme tune. And then it says Scream of the Shalker by Paul Cornell. And then if you didn't have the titles playing, you press play now. Can we just say we don't have the title sequence? Because that was painful. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I do think I've seen the, the title sequence. No, <laughs> didn't tell me this has French subtitles. What's going on I with did. this? <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly yeah, not. So, for the listeners' benefit, what the hell's going on? <laughs> some of us are watching this on the officially released DVD, and some of us have found it in the dark corners of the internet, probably on the dark <laughs> web somewhere. <laughs> Probably they were trying to get someone assassinated by a, a hit squad somewhere, and they found the screen <laughs> of the Schalke flash animation with French subtitles. It's on the Internet Archive, and it's it's still on the BBC, is it not? Is yeah, it I think so. This this Internet Archive, it's got twenty one favourites. Oh, twenty. How many accounts do you have on the twenty on the Internet Archive? <laughs> <laughs> I went into the dark web of the internet and just wrote Richard E. Grant, and you don't want to know what I found. All right, this was the least was offensive. Was it Carol thing. Ford's pen? Uh, uh, turkey neck. <laughs> now, the the theme tune that I was talking about is Jack's favourite version of the theme tune. He loves that theme tune. Why? I don't know. Why? He's a he's a kid. Explain of the, yourself, Jack. He's a kid of the nineties. He loves that shit. Weird, isn't it? A lot of people love that uh, the Paul McGann one on Big Finish. That that it's like. You know, huge, but in the Charlie Pollard era, and that I don't get it. It's just yeah. bassy and weird. I don't you love any of those sort of takes on the theme tune. I like the the big finish one. You know, the damaged good one. The damaged good oh, one is great. That's that fabulous. Yeah. And the War Doctor one, the da 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 Oh, did you just say that? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. This is what I do. I just cream but everybody that's, else's that's, opinions. That's one that everyone says is really good. And that I, it's not for me. 
can we have a moment, please, to lament the fact that this is Craig Kelly's only performance ever in Doctor Who? Because I feel as if, given that he's worked with Rusty Davis before, he should have done something in the new series. What, what happened to him? Craig, he just Craig mainly does voiceover acting. I Many years ago, I worked on a film that he produced and also starred in. And... Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, he, he's, his career has, is very much audio-based. You'll see him narrating adverts, audio books, all things like that. And I'll leave Does that. Pay right. well? Does that pay well, narrating adverts and things? I mean, he had a lovely house, so I'm presuming it did. Oh, I wa- we watched a Channel 5 show that, that um, like, rich people go on holiday with a, with a poor person's budget and poor people go with a rich person's budget and he's a voiceover on that it's actually quite a wholesome show I just can't remember the, the title of it I've got to say given that we were talking about the visuals in episode one I'd like to compare the uh, explosion of Sophie Sophie what's her name oh, Okanedo's house Sophie <laughs> the companion's house it just blew up right and I want to compare that to uh, Rose's workplace blowing up in Rose in the first episode of the new series you tried to ask us which one's better oh, it was, was this it was this when when that explosion happened in rose my i was just like oh no they, they haven't done it doctor who's not come back and they've not pulled it off um you've got well, to, no a, a i mean never it, thinks that though no it felt just like the classic series to me i was like oh i've been excited so far there's a terrible effect great doctor who's back Speaking of turkey necks, the queen of the Schalke looks a lot like a turkey, I think. Um, We we just saw her there, but she's popped back down to to the earth. But I do like how dark this is. And I think, you know, creatures hiding in shadows, silhouettes of the Doctor. And that's, I I know it's a budget saving thing, but I, I, I quite like it. Oh, I thought you were talking tonally then. You were meant visually. I meant visually, yeah. Ah, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't. I think it's quite... I don't like dark colour palettes in general. It's, the, it's one of the reasons I'm not a fan of Series 6 when I think about it. Because every episode is just really dark. That's just good apart taste, from the, really. Apart from the open two-part. I, th- I do think, though... I, I, I'm going to keep talking about the visual because I think Cosgrove Hall, they don't do a terrible job of the animation in this. And I think a lot of the establishing shots are quite impressive so that cavern you had there with the TARDIS right at the top and all the lava around and all the shalkers and that that's pretty impressive that's something you wouldn't look this shot here of the TARDIS in shadow I think the design is fine I think the the sets are fine I think it's just the limited movement of, of these things that, yeah. are, that lack expression it, it is better than the animations we pay £30 for yeah <laughs> no it is though Absolutely. I'll give it that have you ever watched one of those on on the big screen as well? It makes it even worse oh, when you see God. it in the bare yeah. I felt I, I felt sorry for the people going to watch Evil of the Daleks. Seven episodes of that. You feel sorry for that? I went to see Galaxy Four on the big screen. Do you know what that was like? <laughs> Fucking horrendous. Oh, right. It was I, like I endured every episode of Evil of the Daleks because I knew I was going to get to fuck Mark afterwards. So I was very happy. Oh, sorry. Did <laughs> I just say that in an episode? Sorry. Happy anniversary, everybody. <laughs> No, no one fucks me after I watch Galaxy Four. In fact, in many ways, oh, the entire right, aud- in, in many ways, the entire audience got fucked watching Galaxy Four. <laughs> I'll fuck the pair of you after watching Scream with a Shalker. Just know you got through it. Right, 
Dylan, you definitely wanted to mention this. So yeah. we've just seen that the Master and the Doctor are travelling in the yeah. same TARDIS. What a fascinating idea is that that is. So the Master played by Derek Jacobi. Now, the original idea in the script was it was going to be a hologram of the Fifth Doctor played by Peter Davison. Fucking hell. God. Yeah, because Cornell <laughs> loves the Fifth Doctor, doesn't he? He's absolutely in love with that incarnation. Yeah. So I can see why that was sort of mooted. So This is a better idea, though, isn't it? It's it's a better idea, and I, the the idea behind it was that Gallifrey had been destroyed, which you know, what, <laughs> the master played by Derek Jacobi plus a destroyed Gallifrey, you'll never see the likes of that again. Outrageous. Um, and the Time Lords existed in the Matrix and couldn't get out, but the master had escaped into a robot's body essentially, and that was what was going to be revealed in one of the later things, and was paying his penance for escaping by the Doctor reprogramming. Uh, the robot and basically making him be a force for good. That, that's that is an interesting idea. I I, might, I like the idea of that of the master and the doctor traveling together and whatever it's a robot. But um, <laughs> but I feel like we joined the story too late. It would be well more interesting to sort of see it at mm. the beginning of him coming on board, that relationship sort of starting and forming. Um, Obviously, they've literally just got six episodes. They're yeah. ten minutes long. but and, and the reason the Doctor's such a moody git is because, and was travelling alone, is because he'd lost the love of his life in the destruction of Gallifrey, and she had died, and so he was uh, mourning for her. Did she have a name? Jeff? I don't know. <laughs> just ask him. Paul Cornell leaning into the romance of the new adventures again. Oh, how tedious. Although, I do love the idea of having the master in a series of adventures with the Doctor, right? Played by Derek Jacoby. And he's so charming and charismatic that you sort of forget that he's evil, you know, because he's there doing his bits in the stories. And the whole time, he's been amassing a plan to destroy the universe. And that's your finale. And he goes, don't you remember, you know, I'm an evil fucker. You know, like, <laughs> that's got potential, I think. And we know it works from just series 10 Capaldi and yeah, Michelle yeah. even though it's only little hints and bits you, you, I, when I was watching that I would have loved to just see a, a whole series of that get that that's my tales in the TARDIS I want Capaldi and Missy yeah, oh, I saw someone put on uh, Twitter this week give us some ideas the ideas that were coming through I mean we should be grateful for what we got <laughs> the absorb off and Elton <laughs> yeah. that's the one that's the one now we've just ha- we've had the army called in here, and there's been an evacuation of the town. Now the army, there was obviously an idea to bring unit in at one point, but do you think they made the right choice for making it completely new? Is this not unit? No, it's not unit. Oh, I thought we've, this was we've, unit. We've just hit the cliffhanger again for anybody that might not be watching the proper version. Um, but yeah, no, it's not. It's not unit. Um, oh right! It's just, and so they don't really—they sort of know who he is, but they don't trust him. And I think that adds an extra element that you—that again, you know, is is something new for the series. What do we think? I think um, that given two of the three of the contributors to this commentary didn't realise this wasn't Unit, <laughs> that they are absolutely effectively playing the same role that Unit would play. Yeah, I suppose if it was Unit, there would be stuff everywhere that said Unit. But like, because because he just waltzes into the office and starts talking to them like he knows them, I just assumed it was. Yeah, well, I just kept thinking that 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 
general, or whatever his name is, he was no Brigadier Bambera. I, I don't recognise you unless Kate Leftwich Stewart's in there. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that that guy was probably a bit too charismatic for this to possibly be you? <laughs> a 2D yeah, flash it, animation. Yeah, he, he had more facial movement. The only way this could possibly have been more boring, bringing in Gemma Redgrave. <laughs> As the doctor. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Anything but that. Oh god! <clears throat> right. Don't you? No, sorry. I was I was going to be well off topic. That's fine. Go on. Be off topic. <laughs> no, I was going to say. Don't you always hate it when people are like, "Oh, Jenna Coleman should be the next doctor." Yeah, or as Billy Piper. Like, it's like, fuck off. It... Be better. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Th- that is Somebody... people that only watch one show. That is what that is. It's like, I only watch Doctor Who, so the only people that can be Doctor Who are people that are in Doctor Who, or they go, fucking Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart? He's a thousand years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's still playing Captain Picard. Somebody posted that that sh- um, sequence of Jenna Coleman in Death in Heaven pretending to be the Doctor today. Like, that was a positive scene, like a great moment in Doctor Who. I was going, oh, this is just where it all went horribly wrong. Why are you celebrating this? You're not a fan, sh- then? No. Ah. <laughs> it's no great surprise, though, is it? I'm more of a fan of Scream of the Shalker. Uh, I don't like Death in Heaven, just to, just to be on your side. <laughs> For for a change. Sorry, Dylan, go on. No, I was just going to say, so that's the second episode down. Are we feeling more positive, less positive? Luke, I just feel like you're going to be like cold on this throughout, right? No, actually, and uh, it sounded like I was harsh on part one, but that's because we talked about Scream of the Shark more. Uh, I thought part <laughs> one was, was better. <laughs> part one was that, better than part I, two. I think so. Uh, Richard E. Grant wasn't wasn't any different but part one at least like he goes to the pub and has a drink and, and, and there's, Jesus. there's like uh, there's a little bit of introduction where's that one i don't know he just sort of blows up the house why is she not kicking off that he, he blew up the, the house? whole house their whole town's been the invaded no the, the whole town's been invaded for fucking ages they're all under the threat of the shalker they're just happy someone's doing something about it and within about within two episodes the doctor's shown up and apparently got the shalker to fuck off and everyone's evacuated there's been two two interesting things that I've liked so far. Was the Doctor going to the pub and having a whiskey, and the the Master and the Tardis being on the same. Uh, the Master and the Doctor being in the same Tardis implied to be going on adventures. That's great. Excellent. Oh, uh, oh, actually, sorry, and I will say the Shalker themselves are actually like pretty, pretty cool. Like they're not bad, are they? No. As, as villains go, they're actually in, interesting enough. As a USP, the screams a good idea. It's just not a good idea to watch it at three o'clock in the morning because there's a lot of noise. The first episode is a good scene setter. The second episode opens it up, brings in the army. We're suddenly on a large scale. We've got lots of the monsters down in the caverns. It feels like a traditional Doctor Who story. I don't think that's any bad thing, if I'm honest, especially if we're celebrating the 40th anniversary. I think this is perfectly all right so far. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you, and I'm warming to the Doctor as we go on. We didn't really talk about it, but the opening of the second series, uh, the second episode. I keep saying series. What's wrong with me? Um, the opening of the second episode, when he confronts the Shalka, it actually feels like a Doctorish moment that you don't really get in the first. And I know a Doctorish moments are a cliche, but he genuinely feels like some a Doctor with some gravitas and a bit of charisma. Not loads of charisma, yeah, but think, a bit of charisma. I think I prefer him to Jodie Whittaker. Fuck you. Get off. <laughs> Calls ended. <laughs> and on that note... 
Shall we, shall, we, shall we hang this up and come back tomorrow for episode three? I think we should. And given I started this, I'll just say, I'll cut it there. Doctor! Too, too, too hot for TV.